Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great Thursday so far. Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Today we have a very special guest, Amy Kandrak, uh, founder and owner of What Friends Do. So what what Friends Do is is a a company that has a software to help uh, those in their darkest seasons of life, help the families um, with food, transportation for kids, and just scheduling all the the little things uh, that they don't want to worry about when when going through a hard season. Um, So we had Amy on, and I actually used to work for her back in the day. And she starts out talking about balancing responsibilities of being an entrepreneur, as well as a mother and a wife. So she's got a lot going on, um, and then is still an effective business leader and created this great environment around her. Uh, She gets into the the motivation and concept on what actually started her business, um, some personal involvement things uh, with her in the business, importance of giving and accepting help to people. Uh, so we kind of get into that because that's something that she is not always the best at either is receiving that help. Uh, so we kind of dive into that one. Uh, and then she talks about new exciting projects that her company's working on, some different markets that they're about to enter. And uh, we talked about some scaling as well. And it was, it was cool. She asked us uh, some advice from our perspective on some marketing things that she was uh, having some issues with as well. So Tim, I know this is the first time that you got to uh, sit down and, and talk to Amy. What what were your thoughts on, on the interview? Yeah, I love talking to Amy. She was very passionate about this. You can tell that she finds genuine enjoyment out of it. She has a personal connection to it. She goes into that uh, in this interview. And I just thought the concept was cool. I liked what she was just the concept of it and what she's trying to unveil it out into other areas of business. Like I know she's, she's trying to take it into schools, uh, hospitals. I just think there's a lot you can do with this and every organization could use something like this. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a really cool business idea. Uh, she talks about her team, like the important aspects she looks for when she's hiring new people, uh, what's important to her. Cause I think that's a big part of a business is just the function body of it. How oh, people, sure. how people contribute to the mission. She gets into that. Uh, she describes the tough challenges she faced as a business owner. From the outside looking in, it's easy to see someone on the come up on a business, see all the positive things about it, but there are obstacles that people have to overcome. And she she highlights a couple obstacles she faced, and it added an extra level of authenticity to this interview, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, it was a great part of it. Uh, and then she ends the show by highlighting two of the most important things she has learned in her journey um, and advice to someone who's trying to start a business in terms of, I, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> she gives two things. and. I don't think you're going to want to miss this interview. She, she's a very positive person, cool business idea. Uh, she killed it. I had a good time talking to her. So without further ado, episode 61, Amy Kandrak. So before we started going, we were talking about the term mompreneur. Right. So I kind of want to get into it because I feel like you really want to talk about it. I think that, um, you know, anybody can be an entrepreneur. You don't have to have, like, a mom label on it just mm-hmm. because, like like I said, there's no dadpreneur award, mm-hmm. um, and why do we have to label people that way? Um, so it, it kind of annoys me a little bit. I think it kind of just downplays the... 
just the legitimacy of the business okay. that someone's mm -hmm. starting. Sure. And yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm giving you this entrepreneur award. Oh, you're a mom and you started something, so I'm gonna give Got you it. this. Right. It's kind of, it's like, it's, it's stick a little with entrepreneur. Like, just yeah. stick with entrepreneur. Like, yeah. This doesn't have to be, you know, oh, we, we don't, we can't give you the entrepreneur award because you're a mom, so we're gonna like make our own little category for you. Mm. Um, on the other hand, you know, there there is space for that. Um, and there are some businesses that really do lend themselves to like, hey, I'm making things just for moms. Let me do sure. that. So I don't know. I, I really, I just have a love-hate relationship with that word. I it can think. fit, just not for you. Right. Well, <laughs> on the well, other hand, for... like, it, it's, it's a great thing to talk about. It really does help get businesses and get awareness and mm. sometimes you know you need every bump you can get and for me as much as I might not like that word my target market you know like the lowest hanging fruit is usually moms okay. they tend to be um, the organizers the people who are taking care of you know life when something happens to somebody else so they're the ones who are organizing meals organizing rides organizing appointments kind of taking care of all of that stuff so as much as i'm like oh i hate the word mompreneur <laughs> um <laughs> it, it 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 fits and i do have kids and i'm glad that i you know i've learned so much more now that i'm older than sure. you know like that I didn't learn in my 20s and 30s or I did learn in my 20s and 30s and because I had kids then you know it's made running a business well I don't know I don't know any differently right okay so have your have your kids taught you anything about being a better entrepreneur have you learned anything from them or anything that they taught you about yourself as you've been growing as an entrepreneur um Oh, they teach me all kinds of things all the time. Like, mom, you really should be doing X, Y, and Z with your business. Mm. Um, How old are they? Uh, my daughter will be 16 okay. in a few weeks, and my son will be 14 this summer. Gotcha. So um, they they are both my... Um, we do a lot of work in the car. Mm. And I say we, I mean... I am regularly on a conference call, and they're taking notes for me while I'm driving. Okay. <laughs> that's a hey, vital part. You need to describe. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's a, that's a key, key role. Um, so much so that I remember sitting through um, a Butler MBA class and talking to the MBA students about you know, closing a round of funding, here are some of the documents you need to know, things that you need to do. And I don't even remember what the question was, but afterwards, my daughter had been sitting in the class with me for part of it. She's like, they didn't understand term sheets or something to that effect. And I was like, that's great. And she was probably like 12 at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I was like, well, not everyone sits through, you know, conference calls and the phone call uh, yeah. in the you know, in the car with lawyers on a regular basis yeah. to understand all of the details that's of term funny. sheets, you know? Right. <laughs> so. That's great. I just like how baffled she was in, in the MBA class. Like, shows how much she is. shows how knowledgeable she is. How do you guys get into this course? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So. That's awesome. But I think, you know, on the on that note of like, what have my kids taught me? What have I learned by being a parent? 
while running a business. Multitasking is just so critical when running a small business, when like starting anything, right? Um, and I think you just get a small leg up if you've already had kids because you have had that learning curve kind of thrown in your face mm -hmm. pretty quickly and easily. Yeah. Whereas if you're you know, starting a business, you can kind of be at your own pace um, with the multitasking and like, oh, that's right, I'm, I need to like cook and be on a conference call mm -hmm. and help with homework at the same time Yeah, yeah. type of thing. Sounds like you're a super mom. At that, <laughs> um, I will take that compliment. Yeah, okay. and no, I do and, have teenagers, remember? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really think that's the case. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, going back to the mompreneur thing, though, I mean, it is good to be respected for the fact that you've devoted this much time to your business, you've grown it the way you have, but you've still had time to be there for your kids and engage with your kids and help them grow. Because I feel like there, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that maybe sacrifice that time, but the fact that you've been able to, to build that in and, and, and make it a vital part of your life while you're running your business, that's, I mean, that's big for you, so. Thanks, that, that was definitely a priority for me, mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely a priority for me as I, um, with all of my employees, mm -hmm. um, you know, most of the staff is a parent or our parents, and um, sometimes you just have to leave and take care of your kid. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that you learn when you're starting a business is that you want your employees to be happy. Um, your employees are happy when they enjoy their job, but also if life at home isn't bothering them um, and isn't kind of overwhelming them with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that I find really important also is just making sure Everybody, and maybe they're not just taking care of their kids, maybe they have, you know, parents they have to take care of, or a sibling, you know, whatever the, the case is, sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. And that actually is um, like a plug for the business right now. One of the things that we're really, one area that we're really looking to get into is um, looking at some of those best companies to work for and letting them know about the What Friends Do tool and all of the things that we offer so that they can support all of their employees when life happens, mm -hmm. right? Maybe they've had a death in the family or a, an illness or a house fire, any of those things. Life is overwhelming some of their employees. And if they, if those employees feel supported outside of work, mm -hmm. then they're able to focus on their job. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they know that their coworkers understand what they're going through, there's some compassion, there's information and knowledge share of, okay, this is what my life is like outside of the office. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And all of those little things, I say little things with air quotes, like dinner is taken care of, they can focus on work. Mm -hmm. um, and then the employer obviously has better outcomes for, yeah. <laughs> for their company. Yeah. Is there anything else you do, like, I mean, obviously you're, res you're respectful of their, their outside life. Is there anything that you do, else that you do, to create that happy environment for your employees? Or what elements do you think need to be in place for employees to be happy besides that? You know, we're a really small team, so mm -hmm. it's easy for us to, you know, look at 
who needs what when. Um, it's harder when you get a larger company and a larger mm-hmm. corporation to make, you know, across the board structural, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone's kid is sick, you know, not like vomiting or anything like that, but just not feeling great and they want to be in the office, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our first things um, when we got like our first real office was that we made sure we kind of had a homework station mm. um, so that me or anybody else needed to pick our kids up after school or needed to pick them up early. There was a place for them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had, you know, a sofa and a TV and a homework desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the necessities. The, yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's cool because um, it's like it's hard to find a unicorn place like that that just gets it, you know, to where it's like, yeah, you got to go take care of your thing, you know, just go to right. where most people in like a, a bigger company might not have that leeway. But it also goes to show like you live what you preach through the business of like, you know, it take would, care. It would be kind of hard yeah. to um, say to one of my employees, oh, I'm sorry, you have a <laughs> right. really sick person in your family. I'm going to need you to come in right now right, instead yeah. <laughs> of taking care of them. That yeah. would kind of be the antithesis. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like, not, not really the what friends do culture. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's cool. That's like you've created that environment to where people are comfortable to bring a sick kid to work. Yeah. Well, and we're also... T- that said, we are also like, your kid is sick, stay home. <laughs> you don't need to be. You don't need to be in because that's the beauty of a lot of jobs right now, um, especially tech jobs. Um, you know, most of most of their job is on the computer. Mm. Uh, we have a, we get a lot done creative, like the creative side in person. Um, but I don't care if they're sitting on their couch in their pajamas with a sick kid <laughs> getting their work done versus in the office. It's not Whatever a big takes, deal. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when when I worked for you, there were some days when it was like, yeah, we're not, we're not meeting up in person. Just crank this out. And that was when uh, Scro was with me too. And yeah. We, and we both uh, worked for you. And we'd be on the couch and be like, we're doing okay. Like, we're just hanging on the couch, still working, but it's, we can step out for some sun, come back. And, oh, yeah, I did work for Amy. I knew that. Too. Yeah, you okay. It. Yeah. Well, for everyone else who doesn't know, yeah. <laughs> side plug. Yeah. yeah that was a good time. Well, we get Thai food for lunch. What year did you work for? Uh, that was college. year of 14? 14? I think so, because okay. I was in between sophomore and junior year. Okay. So, yeah, it would have been 14. Okay. So, uh, what types um, of stuff did you do? Uh, we work on press releases, uh, marketing pieces via email. So like nice. we would use Mailchimp, things okay. like that. I got to sit in on on a pitch as well, so mm. that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, to see how it actually goes down in the real world, it's not a classroom anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like that's real life right. stuff right, right. there. Yeah. That's like classroom. This is this is like livelihood mm-hmm. in this room. It was, <laughs> is what it was. That's right. awesome. So it was cool, like seeing it up close and in person. Like all right. Like, yeah, I'm learning some things here. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, and Amy, do you want to <clears throat> just explain just kind of how you landed on the path of starting this business? 
your motivations behind it. And I guess what what value does does your business bring to the community and people? Well, that's that's a lot of questions. Yeah, I tend, to, I tend to combine. I mean, I figure you'll cover it all anyway. We'll, we'll cover it all. Okay. <laughs> what are you, a standardized test? Jesus. I just want to learn so much all at once. I just, well, I'm just <laughs> spitting out all these questions. <laughs> well, so so as you know, um, clearly I'm a mom, and I remember like how the company started mm-hmm. was I got a phone call from my mom, and I had just put my kids to bed. My youngest was like five or six months old, and my daughter was two, and my husband was in med school, and I was working. And my mom called, and we had my sister's very, very, very best friend um, had been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And we were taking care of all of the communication and logistics for the family. So what that means, like going to the hospital every day, checking in on the family, making sure that someone was taking the dog on a walk, getting information out to, you know, all the friends. This was probably before you were born. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, but it was kind of like early, early Facebook days. Okay. So that wasn't really a communication okay. tool. Um, and realized what we were doing for her family, we could do for others also. Right. Right? Okay. So came up with the idea of what friends do as a kind of like an online one-stop shop for not only sharing information um, but what we learned from helping Laura and her family was that every time we would say they need help with X Y and Z people would say oh I'll do that that'll be great I'd be happy to you know run by the donut shop and bring them breakfast Mm -hmm. or I would love to take care of paying for that this was like, this sounds like it was so long ago. It wasn't that long ago. But someone was like, oh, they don't have um, Wi-Fi at their house. I'll buy a Wi-Fi router. Hmm. Um, because Wi-Fi just wasn't. Everything was still right. hard plugged in yeah, at that point. It was point. that time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So if, we, if you could give people specific tasks to help someone else, then they would do it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that was kind of the premise of starting the entire online tool for that. You know, yeah. keeping communication lines open when life is hard, uh-huh. right? Started with this cancer patient, but now, you know, we help, you know, hundreds of thousands of people all over the country, actually all over the world when um, there's an accident or like a house fire. We just had a big house fire. Um, thing lots of kidney transplants lots of cancer patients Um, those are some of the big areas of things that we help with everybody wants to know what to do they all want to know what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, so you're so you kind of centralize that into like one location where people can coordinate and make sure right this period of time is yeah so we are think of um, caring bridge which is a, like a blog platform when you're in the hospital that you can use to share information. Okay. okay. Combined with uh, Meal Train, which okay. is like a sign up place for who's going to bring dinner every okay. night. Okay. We also have an integrated Amazon wish list mm. um, so that you can buy gift cards or fuzzy socks or 
if the house needs to be handicap accessible now, all of those needs, or maybe they want, you know, an Xbox gift card because mm -hmm. they need something to do. All of those right. things can be on the Amazon wish list. We also have uh, the same platform as GoFundMe mm -hmm. for funding. It's kind of a one-stop shop for all of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. That's so, that's so pivotal because when like something traumatic happens in someone's life, and it affects you in a way where you feel like you're not capable of like functioning to the point where you can do all that kind of stuff. Like you feel like, like you can physically do it, but like powerless to the point where you're so mentally and emotionally drained by this traumatic event. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to have someone there to just like pick you up like that and take yeah. care of all the, the, the small things small things yes yeah. small things like <laughs> like bringing the trash can in right? yeah, yeah or any of those little things um so you hit on something that i am really passionate about but also struggling with mm. and struggling with on a really big scale because um one of the biggest issues that i see with my company is that people have something hard that's happened to them. They're not going to be functioning. Like Anyone who's been through one of these events knows how hard it is mm -hmm. to function. But yet they're struggling with accepting help. Mm, okay. Right? So our country, especially in the Midwest, well, no, I think everywhere, people really feel like I can do it on my own. I don't need to ask anyone for help. I don't need to take a handout. I don't need to burden someone else. And it's a real problem for my business mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> because um, I can't tell you how many people almost daily will say, well, my friend just had this car accident and now, you know, their dad and daughter are both in the hospital, mm. but they don't think they need any help, so I don't really want to start a What Friends Do page. I'm like, oh, okay, right. They don't need any help. So I was about to ask the order. Someone else usually initiates it for the family? Like they come to you for the, on the family's behalf, or That's, do you get a mix of both? We get a mix of both, and um, it really depends on the situation. Okay. But it's generally easier when that best friend kind of says you do need the help yeah. right on the other hand if it's like a parent and or child doing something for you know like a mom will set it up for her kid okay or a kid will set it up to take care of their parent but people have a really hard time setting it up for themselves mm -hmm. Um, because again, they're like, oh, I don't, I mean, you said it, you clearly have experienced and understand that mm -hmm. feeling yeah. that happens yep. when you're like, I should be able to do the little things, mm -hmm. but you just, you just can't. Yeah. Right. Um, but when the little things are taken care of, that's when you heal. Mm -hmm. And when you allow someone else to help you with those little things, there's a connection that happens yeah. and that social connection and that social support and that, you know, structure that surrounds you <clears throat> is what allows you to heal faster. Mm -hmm. But, but there's still a disconnect. 
Yeah. And I yeah. see it every day, and I don't know how to solve that yet. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, and it's hard when you're in the thick of it because we've talked about lessons and lessons and things that, that we've learned or, you know, what a pastor has said. It's like they talk about embrace while you struggle. Mm-hmm. And whether uh, you want to embrace God or your friends or your family, it's like embrace while you struggle and they'll help you. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Right. But, yes, it's hard to, like, because I've, I've been that person where it's like, ah, no, you don't need to do that. Like, right. I'll, I'll figure it out is usually where it ends up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got enough to figure out. The rest is easy, so it's already figured out. We know how to do this. Right. You don't know how to do this. We haven't been here yet. Yeah. So it's like, how do we make a campaign for that? Yeah. <laughs> how do we make a campaign for that? Because yeah. I really... I, it's a daily struggle for us. Yeah. Yeah. To where it's it's almost to the point where someone has to just not ask and just do it. If they if they know they'll get the rebuttal and you know that might be hard for some people too. So mm-hmm. there's a caveat with that. But it's like, you know, if you can't say it to them if they're not ready for it, it's like we just have to do it and yeah. they'll be thankful for it. Yeah. And they will. And yeah. I. I've told this story a couple of different times, so I hope your listeners haven't heard it before, but um, I was hit by a car in, like, walking into the grocery store a couple of years ago and ended up with a broken foot and a broken wrist. Oh, man. Not the end of the world, right? I didn't need any help. I'd be perfectly fine. Oh, right. Remember, I have two kids, and... um, (laughs) We were in the middle of this massive house remodel. I had no kitchen. Mm-hmm. I maybe own this company that it's all about organizing all of this kind of stuff. And it took like a pseudo intervention of my employees, my daughter, and my mom coming and sitting down with me. And by sitting down with me, I mean I was laying on the couch with my foot up and my arm somewhere else because I couldn't mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Amy. You have to have a what friends do team. Like, how yeah. do you think you're going to get by mm-hmm. without like you can't drive, you can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> what are you what are you thinking here? Yeah. Like, no, 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 I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I don't need any help. You're literally down to half of what you used to be able to do. <laughs> I, yeah, well maybe mechanically you are down to mechanically. Half. <laughs> well, yeah, and less than that, because you can't even like Oh yeah, it was it was crazy, and I'm fine. But the, there was a period of time where I was doing this exact same thing. No, I don't need to burden anybody else. I'll just organize carpools and I'll just get carry out every night. And yeah. I could have done all of that, mm-hmm. but I found through that experience and saying yes, I do need this. Everyone was so grateful to know what was going on. So it wasn't like, oh, I heard that you got, you know, run over by a bus. Because that's how, which I did not get run over by a bus, but that's, you know, how. Makes the story a little more spicy, I'm just saying. I know, but it wasn't that exciting. I, I was just, flair. I was just walking into the grocery store. Um, Dang, that'd be, how fast were I going, do you remember? Not very fast. because yeah. I'm Fast probably, enough, Tim. Well, no, because I like banged on the hood of their car uh, and then turned around to run away, but they still knocked me down. Oh, jeez. They didn't run me over. It was fine. But here's the thing. I was able to share that story mm-hmm. without it 
you know, playing the old game of telephone, yeah. which mm-hmm. it changes every time. Yeah. I was able to have friends from all over the country send me food or, you know, just be in touch, checking in with me regularly because they knew what was going on. They knew when I was having surgery and it, I wasn't getting inundated with everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a... So it was... Was the acceptance point when everyone came came to you and like had that intervention, or was it a little down the road where it was like, okay, I'm glad we have this because I think yeah, both, both, both. Because um. like so, uh, and I'm gonna pull a Tim here and also ask within this how you went from that side to the other side of acceptance. Right. So. There was the just the basic reality acceptance, right? Um, yeah, okay, I'm literally laying here and can't get up and move. So I guess I need to deal with that. Um, but it wasn't until later, after I had people helping me for... And, and let's be clear, like, I've been running this company for a while. Mm-hmm. This was not a, aha, I should start a company about this. I'd already been doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until after I had people regularly coming and checking in on me that I felt, and there was a feeling around it, right? Mm-hmm. That feeling of support, that feeling of caring that I knew was there, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the reality check. A couple of weeks into it yeah. if that makes sense so yeah, it's kind of a two-prong yeah like the first reality is like <clears throat> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like can't function yeah. right yeah. Um, and then and then it's the reality of this is a bad situation that's being made better mm-hmm. because people are coming in to support me and, and they're supporting you without expecting anything in return. Because I feel like that's just, that has a special impact on someone when someone does that for somebody. Giving value first. And every person, when I was like, oh, thank you so much. They're like, you would do this for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And many people were like, how many times have you done this for me? Yeah. And I was like, okay, but that's... And then they're like, it's what friends do, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. It is. Uh-huh. Well, and some of that, like, the you just slipped in how they said, how many times have you done this for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just screams servant to me. So it's like, you were meant to serve, and, and that's what you're doing. So uh, we talk about that on the show all the time. Like, we feel we're here to serve. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's pretty awesome. So well, I know you're glad to ride over that one, but that's, you know, you, you do that because that's, that's how you're wired. It is. And people genuinely like to help others. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. It feels good mm-hmm. to do something nice for someone else. Yeah. It feels good when someone else lets you do something nice for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yes, it, it, it is serving. And it is a gift that you can give them, even if it's just taking the trash can in every week, right. you know? Like, it's it's a little thing that you can do nice for someone else that right. makes you both feel good. Yeah. 
people love creating things and by doing that you're creating happiness for this person you're creating a peace of mind you're just you're creating an easier way to deal with something that they just it's tough for them to deal with right now and that's awesome and going back to like your original issue like that's such a powerful story what you had I would just keep on documenting those stories over time and being able to use those as as tools Mm -hmm. and learning points like like Colin's question like what kind of pushed you from this side to this side to final acceptance and continue to take all the stories you've had with people who have been in that initial refusal and really mm-hmm. document like, why did people eventually come to us just keeping those stories up so I, I love that yeah. see this is where I wish uh, I'm gonna keep saying it like a GoPro a few of them around because like a video <laughs> of you explaining how you kind of in a sense crossed over as like the founder and owner of <laughs> what friends do right, like right as like and just blast on Instagram Facebook everything of like hey like I had to learn how to accept help and so it's okay to do it and embrace them while you struggle through it yeah so remember when you were my marketing intern did you want that again (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to pay you the same intern salary I did before (laughs) coming back he's returning I like Thai food. <laughs> I had Thai food for lunch. I can yeah. do it anytime. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be um, great. <laughs> no, my advice is free now. Just, <laughs> just need your friendship. In. <laughs> hey, um, that's fantastic. But uh, no, because I, I was thinking of that. It's like, well, you just explained how you did it, and and you created this thing. Right. So I, I mean, maybe start there. Well, one thing that I am in the process and hopefully very very soon like within weeks i hope to be able to um launch is uh, just a public speaking series that i'll be doing oh cool so if anyone needs a speaker on this topic yeah um, or topics similar to this i'm available right now my website's just not ready yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) again one would think that oh she owns a tech company she owns a website she could have that website up in no time but it's really hard to manage too there, yeah, there's... I've got two kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe when this episode is released, it'll sync up just in time for you releasing that. Because I, okay. I think it'll be, be like, like two and a half, three weeks from here. Two or oh, three. Something okay. like that. Okay. So yeah, tops. Maybe it'll time right. Yeah, know. three tops. Because we do, we release our episodes on Tuesdays and then our interview okay. episodes on Thursdays. Okay, well, yeah. that'll give me a nice goal. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That's All awesome. Right. Just people like helping it. people, Tim. <laughs> What's I my friends do? <laughs> I was going to ask you, so going back to like when you started the business, how did you go about like marketing it and the process of, of taking your idea that you and your family came up with and putting it into practice, putting it on a paper? How did you market it, I guess? Um, well, those are, I think those are actually two different questions. Like how did you put it into practice mm-hmm. is different than how did you market it. Sure. Um, we'll start with how did you market it first. Right. So how did you market it first? So... Um, Started small, right, mm-hmm. with mostly word of mouth, um, looking at, we looked at two markets. Um, I was living in Champaign, Illinois at the time, and my mom was um, in Indianapolis. So we okay. really tried to focus on those two markets and looked at um, who were those low-hanging fruit or the terms that we use, like who's the organizer, who is that person Let's go back to those moms, like the type A organized, oftentimes mom, is who we needed to start the teams for other people. 
Um, so went to went to churches, spread the word there so that they could use this. Um, we still and we still do all of this and um, and then healthcare providers, right? That's where someone is first diagnosed with something. That's kind of your first responder if you're in an accident. All of those things. So started out with and you know this was. 10 years ago when we first started this. And so things were, you you didn't have Facebook ads, Instagram didn't even exist. Um, (laughs) So it was was different at that point. We were making posters and pamphlets to hand out in waiting rooms and to put on billboards and really tried to get out into those markets um, to get users. But the nature of our business is that you have one person have an accident in Champaign, Illinois, and their friends don't live all in Champaign, Illinois. They're mm-hmm. all over the world. They're all, especially all over the country. Mm-hmm. And so really quickly we were in a lot of markets. Um, one of our, and it still is one of our biggest markets, is the Los Angeles area. Um, we had, actually, we had one of our relatives who knew about us, but I'm not sure that, I, well, she must have put some posters up for us somewhere in the LA area, mm-hmm. and we got quite a few, like, really big active teams there, and it's one of those, like, oh, well, my friend used this, it was so helpful, I'm going to set it up for this friend, or you should use this. Um, so for a lot of years, then, it was just kind of organic. Right, referral. Referral. Word of mouth, yeah. Um, but after a while, we realized that um, marketing a consumer product on the internet costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot, a lot of money. And we weren't getting a lot, a lot of money in through, at that point, it was all like pay per click, um, some commission on, you know, like whatever items we had advertised, um, but we didn't have enough users to make enough money, right? right? You know, it's one of those chicken and egg things. Um, And at that point, realized we needed to get revenue other ways and started looking at what markets do we really think we have the best opportunity to get the most, like the biggest bang for our buck. Mm. Started looking into um, healthcare and our first major client was IU Health. Sold okay. the product, sold the software to them, which okay. was then branded. Oh, okay. And for them to have for all of their patients. Gotcha. And um, just put their own like term on put it. Put their own term on it. So okay. right now, um, we are also partnered with American Health Network. Okay. They're all over Indiana and Ohio, and they it's called AHN Cares, American Health Network Cares. Nice. And they have this available to all of their patients, to all of their employees. It's completely branded for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their patients now feel like they're supported. Right, right. From, you know, not that they weren't supported anyway, but here's just one additional support. Um, and then for us, as What Friends Do as a company, the marketing is now two-pronged through, you know, like, not two-pronged, but branded via AHN, mm-hmm. they get this out to their patients. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so, mm. and it's a great, um, 
like I said earlier, it's really good as an employee engagement tool as well. So yeah. when something happens to any of their employees, all of the other employees now have a way to support sure. their coworker. Uh, That's so, awesome. Yeah, we're also in um, we're in some churches as cool. well. Yeah. So good the way, yeah, which is a great market. They've been doing this forever, right? Like that's that was the yeah. not not the only concept of churches, but the one of the big things is community, right? And yeah. supporting your community. And instead of having like when I was a kid in the like early early 80s, there was you know, a piece of paper thumbtacked up on a bulletin board and you could sign up to bring meals for someone. Mm -hmm. No one does that now, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, but now the church can have their own website that has the signups on cool. there. Um, and the way our software works, they actually can use it for all their small groups as an organizational tool oh, as well. Nice. So. Any, any local? I don't have anyone local right now. Everybody right now is in Illinois. Okay. Hmm. Champagne? No. Oh. Yeah. Um, have you looked into any like schools, like like elementary, high schools? So that is, um, oh, I didn't even, idea. I didn't even plant that question. But thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good idea. Too. Later this summer, we will be releasing a new version that um, is all about school organization really there you go uh, it's a big market okay I, maybe I really should embrace this stupid mompreneur thing again <laughs> we convinced her <laughs> and we're back damn it <laughs> well so so here's the deal I flipping hate all of the damn sign up geniuses that come you don't even know about this like sign up genius comes in my email probably like four of them a week Sign up to bring water bottles for choir and sign up to bring a casserole for the teachers and who's sign up to help with this crap. I don't <laughs> just one off request. Like one off requests. Yeah. Like I, I get real worked up about it. Okay. I also really, really hate sending in like 97 cents for my kids field trip like mm. just tell me at the beginning of the year it's gonna be $15 or if you need me to send in 97 cents that's I swear to god it was 97 cents <laughs> recently and it pissed me off I, was like, I don't have I don't have cash yeah. I don't have change yeah. you're really gonna get the pennies that my kid finds in their piggy bank anyway I get a little hot about this hey, rightfully so rightfully um, so so the pain is then None of these schools have an online way to collect the money for the flipping field trip or mm. for me to say, just buy the teachers a catered lunch. Like, so much easier. Anyway, those are my pain points, and I happen to have this software that has a communication tool that already has a place to hold all of the files so that I can see these are all the forms that I'm supposed to fill out and send back to you. Here's one calendar of all the places that I need to sign up to volunteer to chaperone. Mm -hmm. Rather than 15 different signups, just let me go and look one time so I can see all the signups. Oh, there's also an Amazon wish list of what you need. That is fantastic. And I only have to go to one place. Mm -hmm. I don't have to search through my email because I have a personal email problem. Like I just lose stuff all the time yeah. in my email because I get too much. Yeah. 
So that's a great idea. Later this summer, hopefully way before school starts, mm -hmm. we will be releasing um, our software that is, it's the same software, right? Mm -hmm. But it's branded differently yeah. so that it's not all of the feel good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still feel good, right? But it's not, here's how to help your friend when they're sick. Right. It's, here's how you save your email from having one more piece of shit that you have to do at school. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those, Here's those the best results. alternative to sign-up genius. Yeah, I feel like they'll see more engagement results from like parents and stuff too, because they're well, more because, likely when it's well, one place. It when it's easy. one place, yeah. When it's I'm easy to get there to one place, easy. yeah. Like, don't then you don't have to remind me with fifteen flipping emails, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I already signed up for something. Oh, I'm sorry, crap, I forgot that was the soccer team, but not the choir. Mm -hmm. And if I just can go, like, I just anyway. Yeah, it gets a little. Well, it's, it's if you can save everyone fourteen more emails than they need, you know, kids right. practice this and that. Well, and if I get dinner, a, right, if I get a notification, hey, there's something else you need to sign up for. Great, but I know where to go. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just have to go to one spot. And even if it's just one spot for choir and one spot for soccer and mm -hmm. one spot for whatever other organization. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think it. We're not going to use it just for schools. Um, really looking at all kinds of small groups. Yeah. So, like, church is one mm -hmm. place. Again, you've got um, Bible studies. that uh, The church that is using us the most right now has, I think they call it Bibles and Brews. And That's they pretty cool. meet at a different bar every Thursday night. Mm, I nice. hope this is appropriate for your listeners hey, um, jesus turned water to wine hey whatever you gotta do um, that was good <laughs> so hey, I, I i love god you know me but yeah i'm just yeah I'm, so so they need they, like somebody's in charge of you know each week they can see who needs to sign up to do whatever bible verse and somebody else is in charge of whatever and all of the emails that usually would go through they can have like just posted in one spat mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's, nice. that's yeah. really simple. It's just, yeah, man. and like that's a good lesson for any entrepreneurs. You're you're pivoting. You're looking at new opportunities. Right. You can't just can't put all your eggs in one basket. You gotta. There's there's more people to help out there in the world. And there's more people to help. You're out shaping your business to the world around you, which is good. Right. So one other, and one other area that I'm excited to really um, focus in on a lot more as well because I've experienced the need, I see the need, and I think there's a huge market for it, um, is elder care. Mm. So looking at uh, grandma has to move out of her house, we need to put her into some sort of you know, assisted living or some kind of facility. Okay, great. But she still needs, like, somebody needs to know what's going on with her. Mm -hmm. You can kind of keep all the information in one place. People can sign up because you still have to take her to her hair appointment. You still have to take her to church. And she still wants to go to bridge club. All of this kind of stuff. Um, not only can her family do it if it's on the calendar, but somebody from bridge club can sign up to help and drive mm -hmm. her. Um, mm -hmm. Just looking at that elder care arena and that market is pretty yeah, big right now too yeah mm -hmm. that'd be gold that'd 
hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. And, it, and I think I'm really lucky I, that I have an opportunity to help so many people, but um, I think we're going to make a lot of money off of it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So we get a commission on everything off of that Amazon wish list. You're still charged the same amount, but somebody's getting some kind of affiliate revenue off of anything that mm-hmm. you buy off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be us. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so smart. Love it. How big is your team? Um, mm-hmm. Right now, there's just four of us plus our development team, which fluxes. Okay. Are so, there any, uh, I, I always ask this question mm-hmm. to business owners. Is I, there I, like, I can't wait. I love this. Is uh, there any like, the, like the best qualities you look for? And like your, your team members, like when you, whenever you bring someone new onto your team, like what are the most important things you think they, they should be able to contribute as a member of your company, I guess? So for my company, one of the first things that I look at um, is do they understand what we're doing? Mm. Do they understand why we're doing this? Um, you know, we've had... We've had nurses, we've had moms of special needs kids, we've had lots of people who have had some sort of experience and understand and can be compassionate with our end users. Mm -hmm. Because if you understand what my end user is going through, then you're going to make better business decisions in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, so so that to me is one of the biggest, biggest things. have run into times in the past um, where our developers had never had that experience, mm-hmm. didn't understand, and made the user experience less mm-hmm. because they didn't have that compassion level. Not gotcha. that they weren't compassionate people, I don't mean it that way, mm-hmm. but. Um, Understanding that when someone's using my product, especially the, the what friends do facing, something in life is not going as planned, that anxiety level is higher, you've got to make this easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not perfect, it's not there yet. Um, but I have taken that lesson from you know that group of developers who didn't necessarily understand that um, and and I really look for that now mm-hmm. when I'm in when I'm hiring people. Right. Um, and then and then the second thing is, you know, are you going to do stuff on your own? Okay. Um, like, are you going to be somebody who fits with our culture of great? It's a nice day. Go sit on your back porch and get your work done. Mm-hmm. And if that's just not something that they're comfortable with, then they're probably not a great fit for us. So again, I'm looking at fit, right? Um, People can run numbers, people can do marketing campaigns. There's, I'll get 15 applications for each of those types of jobs, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they can do those basics, Mm -hmm. but will they fit with Mm -hmm. kind of, Yeah what our mission is yeah and be like fully passionate and like submersed in it because i think that going back to your first point that adds with like the empathy factor like mm-hmm. when people 
when people have walked other people's shoes, not exactly what they're doing. It just adds a, a deeper level of understanding and passion to the work that what they're doing. And having a team of people that isn't just going to color inside the lines and do like what's expected of them, but right. doing what's necessary on there and to advance the business because it's right. it's a sum of working parts. So I like that. So one thing that um, I always make anybody who joins our team in whatever level it is, um, everybody gets a weekend on customer service. Um, so have either of you read the book Delivering Happiness? It's the Zappos story. I haven't. I have not. Um, so it is my number one book that I like to recommend to anybody who's okay. starting a business, um, anything like that. And it's all about um, understanding your customers, right? So if you're going to work on my team, and now I'm doing it even for interns, you take a weekend or a couple of shifts doing our customer experience. Um, and customer support, making sure you're on that live chat if they're, you know, and in general, it's like, I can't remember my password. Well, turn off caps lock. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. Step one. Or, well, so funny. the email address you're using isn't the email address you use to sign up with us. Do you yeah. have a different email address? Oh, yeah. let's try that. Oh, okay, man. but once... I mean, it's just important to get to know the customers, get to mm -hmm. know the end users. Um, and that was something that I really, really took away um, when I read Delivering Happiness. So, mm -hmm. and the, some of the book is, eh, I don't know. No, that's a good, good suggestion. Yeah. And, and Zappos has fantastic customer service. I've actually, yeah, I've heard that. Um, they're like, no. it's like what they're uniquely known for. Yes, that yeah. is what they are known for more than even selling shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work in sales, so I think that would be a good book for me to read just to know oh, what they yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ordered off Zappos. I'm about to, but I haven't before. Mm. It's pretty easy. Yeah, hope so. And the shoes, like, I was like, I like to try it on, so it's my first time ordering shoes online. Yeah. You know, I'm like everyone else. I don't want to go through the hassle of sending it back maybe, but They make we'll it see. easy. All right. That's, that's their goal, right? They want you to be happy. We'll keep everyone updated on my Zappos experience. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> so I, I'm curious, um, as an entrepreneur, uh, people might see this and be like, oh, yeah, that, you know, it, it was an overnight thing. Or like, wow, that's, that's doing so well. Like, makes it look easy. Um, there's a lot of digging through the trenches that, that Tim and I discuss all the time of the things you don't see and, and the, the speed bumps, not roadblocks that you, you have to go through. It was like... Oh no, man. some of those speed bumps really are roadblocks that you have to like... Well, then you have to climb pivot. Yeah. over. <laughs> um, so I stand corrected. Sorry. Uh, but uh, what's maybe a couple or maybe one that really sticks out to where it's like it was, okay, now I'm one of these people I either keep going and go right through it or eh, I gave it a shot yeah it's uh, like people don't see that struggle or, or just the trench work in general so I like to see what people there's a lot yeah. there's a lot um, I think one of the worst was um, I mean just a really really pivotal point for us we had a data crash and I get really 
really sad about it. Like we lost all of our user data. Mm. Okay, so that sucks, right? Yeah. Except that it sucked even more because it was everybody's stories, mm -hmm. right? And we lost all their stories of what what journey they were going through. And we, we couldn't get it back. I mean, we had lawyers on the phone calling our, you know, and we, it was gone. And I mean, you've, I, I lost everyone's trust. And how do you start again after that? If you've lost everyone's trust in one of their possibly like lowest point in their life, or if not lowest, just really critical life event, we just lost their whole story. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I was I was on a ski lift when I got the phone call for it because it was over spring oh, break, <laughs> and oh, I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" Like, and, and I can just remember like crying, yeah. just like this can't be. And uh, I I don't even know. It was a really it was just a horrible time trying to figure out how to start again after that, mm -hmm. um, because. Because it wasn't just all of that. Then it was like the actual structural product wasn't working. Mm -hmm. My data center, I had to find a new one, right? Um, had to figure out how do we rebuild this whole platform that is going to be able to be structurally sound enough. Um, sorry, my brain is going back to this time. It was bad. Yeah, I'm good. It was really, really bad. Um, and it took a lot of months to kind of regroup, decide what was going on, decide how to proceed. Um, and that was after, you know, having to go to all these people to say, I'm so sorry, everything's gone. Yeah. But from there, realizing, okay, it, it's time to make a real decision. And at that point was when I decided that it was time to... Um, get real money in and that was when decided to kind of regroup the entire platform regroup the entire business mm -hmm. and that's what started um, the quest for getting outside funding venture capital money in um, and then an entire rebuild of the product mm -hmm. so that was really one of the mm -hmm. one of the really bad times um, and there've been anyone who I, I would love to hear someone's story that doesn't have bad, yeah. bad spots, because right. um, I would love to learn from them. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, other bad times have just been when I've had customers call me and just be like, "This sucks." hate what you're doing you know like they'll just go on and on and on and I take it really personally and I shouldn't I understand this should be business um, but it really can get me down um, it's one of those you know one person can
can have a great experience but won't tell anybody but if one person has a bad experience they yeah. tell 10 people yeah. right um and so those things that's have with been, everything in life it's with everything in life um but i as an entrepreneur take it really personally yeah mm-hmm. this is like one of my other kids it's one yeah. of my other babies it's your baby yeah it's your business yeah, baby. And, yeah. you know i'm sure when when we get our first piece of hate mail and whatever version or it, the first one might not, not heard it might be something that someone says or it's just like man that's a dagger to the heart yeah but it, it's funny because i've been seeing the same quote the last two days and i've never seen it before to where it was uh never take criticisms from someone you would never take advice from right or criticisms hate whatever you will do it but like if you wouldn't take advice from them it, their opinion's trash yeah and i was like man I've never seen that, but I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But that's, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, Amy, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, anything that we haven't touched or any, any words for, you know, parting words where it's like, hey, if you're going through this or whether it's business or personal, I mean, you've seen, you've kind of seen the spectrum um, anything that so here are my two pieces of advice that I like to give um, the first one is for anyone who thinks they want to start a business and my advice to them is to talk to everyone you can possibly talk to about it okay. no one's going to take your idea because they don't have the same passion and energy to get actually get around to doing it and you can have your idea validated so many times and strengthened by all of their critiques. Mm. So talk to everybody about it because they're, it's only going to make your idea better or, it, or you're going to be like, oh, crap, these 10 people told me about this competitor out there. I really can't do it. Mm. You know, it, It's only going to help you. Yeah. So if you have a business idea, don't keep it under wraps. Um, and I see a lot of people do that. And then my other piece of advice that I am trying to internalize a lot also, um, and I, I've, I think it's really important, especially after you heard my story about the accident. Um, I was in a yoga class recently, and they said, you know, practice shaking your head side to side practice shaking your head no how does that feel now practice your head shaking your head saying yes and it doesn't feel quite as good but you really need to do it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and you need to practice saying yes so that is my other piece of advice for people especially if you're going through a hard time practice saying yes practice saying yes if someone asks you to help them Practice saying yes if someone offers to help you. I like, I like that. that. So. That's awesome. Boom. <sighs> Amy, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, thank you for your time. I know you're busy entrepreneur and a mother. And mom. And yeah. a wife. So yeah. thank you so much for your time. This was, we'll have to do a part two. This yeah. was really no fun. Doubt. Yeah. For sure. Thanks. Thanks again.